Mike, do you find it weird that as long as time has been around, people have been predicting the end of it? I mean, yeah. I don't enjoy thinking about the end of the world. Don't know why people want to focus on it so much. Well, thankfully, at least at time of recording, the end of the world hasn't happened. Oh, that'd be unfortunate. We're recording this a few weeks in advance, so, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows what could happen? Well, boy. But today... For episode 200 of A Genius, we are talking about a whole bunch of dates that people have wrongly predicted that would bring the end of the world. If the world has ended, but people still listen to this podcast, do you think we've been enshrined as deities in the post-societal collapse timeline? 100%. Are we in the multiverse? That's harder to say. Okay. Instead of pondering these possibilities, let's talk about this list of Predicted dates for apocalyptic events. That's Stephen found on Wikipedia. Stephen loves a list, and we're going to talk about it. We're not going to cover everything in this list, because there's a lot, uh, but we'll definitely be leaving out lots of details as well as we yeah. go through each situation that we mention. You can always go to Wikipedia. You'll find links in the show notes if you want to read it more in detail for yourself. And if any of these particulars strike you as something that we could talk about maybe in some more detail in a future episode, let us know via our feedback form at relay.fm slash slash feedback. So let's start in the year 400, which was predicted by a French bishop named Martin of Tours. It's probably not how you say that in French, but um, American. Martin of Tours. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. So he, he said the year 400, end of the world. Uh, he wrote, quote, There is no doubt that the Antichrist has already been born, firmly established already in his early years. He will, after reaching maturity, achieve supreme power. I mean, he sounded very convinced. It's a good tweet. Uh, but appears to have been very wrong. Well, at least the year didn't end in the year 400. Uh, but who knows if the Antichrist has actually reached maturity and supreme power yet. Uh, Martin of Tours <laughs> died in 397, which is really weird, by the way. Uh, I find it very strange to say years that only have three numbers in them. Yeah, it's strange. It's odd. Uh, so uh, Martin was not around to find out. A hundred years later, three religious leaders preached the world would end in the year 500, based on some math around the dimensions of Noah's Ark, but that too was incorrect. <laughs> So you make a prediction, you die three years shy of it. It's yeah, kind of a bummer. Whoops. When we're talking about nice round years, 1,000 was picked by Pope Sylvester II as the end of the world. Seems irresponsible. Well, he lived until you know? 1,003. You know, that's maybe a bigger bummer than dying earlier. Then you got to live knowing that you got it wrong. But in better news, he helped reintroduce the abacus to Europe. Reintroduce it? What, did it leave? We don't have time for that. Maybe maybe a future episode. Abacus returns. I read a lot about abacuses, and then I was like, wait, what are you doing? You have things to do. Abacai? <laughs> abacuses? Ab- Abacai? Abacus. After that year 1000 thing failed, some said the end of the world would actually occur in 1033, a full millennium after the death of Jesus, but they were also wrong. In 1346, the Black Death would go on to kill between 75 and 200 million people across Europe, Asia, and Africa. It was believed, understandably, to be the beginning of the end. Uh, While clearly terrible, the world kept spinning. In 1524, a group of astrologers became convinced that the world would end by flood and that that flood would begin in London. 
As a result, some 20,000 people moved out of the city for higher ground. This still could happen. It's possible. It's very possible. You, you have an upstairs, right? You can go upstairs? Yeah, we'll go upstairs. In 1525, just the next year, followers of German preacher Thomas Munzer were killed in a battle with government troops, with Munzer himself being tortured and ultimately beheaded for his teachings and construction of an armed militia, preparing for the pending apocalypse. I feel like the government was more mad about the militia than the teachings, probably. Uh, yes, that, that would be my assumption, too. There was actually a whole little run of doomsday, doomdayers, doomsdayers, doomsday predictors doomsdayers. in the 1530s uh, tied to this movement. And uh, well, the government just executed a whole bunch more people. In 1624, the astrology group that predicted the previously mentioned Great Flood of London and eventually the whole world popped back up We're again. We're back, baby! Apologizing. <laughs> for being a hundred years early and super duper promised that this time things were for real <laughs> in 1624. <laughs> they were sure of it. Yeah. We just, uh, we, we forgot to carry the one when we did our math. Hey, Steven is 24s. So next year, Shoot. you know, mm. it's going to happen again. Are you worried about rainfall in London next year? I mean, it's been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. Interesting. Okay. Been a lot of rain. Okay. Yeah, so watch out. Explorer and rather problematic figure Christopher Columbus predicted the world would end in 1656. He made this claim as early as 1501, and he died in 1506, so he, uh, he never realized how wrong he was about so many things. I think the phrase problematic figure could probably apply to most of the people that we're talking about today. Yeah, but that one yeah, in particular. You gotta, you gotta call it out specifically. Mm -hmm. You got her. Cotton Mather was an influential Puritan minister who pops up all over uh, new, early New England history, including in the run-up to the Salem Witch Trials. So again, you know, problematic figure. Back in 1692, he pegged the end of the world as coming in 1697, then 1716, then 1736. Third time was not the charm. Indeed, it was not. None of them were the charm, especially the third one. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Factor. This holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to help keep you energized on jam-packed days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, and it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You will save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle, all while tackling your long holiday to-do list. Factory meals are so easy. They show up ready to go. You can heat them up in just a couple of minutes and you get lots and lots of options. With Factory, you can skip the stress of meal prepping over the holidays. Their fresh and never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. And you have more than 35 flavor-packed options to choose from every week. And if you want special occasion meals during the holidays, and honestly, who doesn't? Special meals in the holidays are the best part. Mm -hmm. You can level up with gourmet plus options, prepare to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Plus, you can keep your energy up with lunch to go. Factors effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers with no microwave required. Then to finish your order, choose from more than 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, which were a big hit in my house, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and smoothies. 
And you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice because Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions to your door and source 100% renewable electricity for their production site and offices. I love that. This November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes with no prep and no mess. Head on over to factormeals.com ungenius50 and use the code ungenius50 to get this 50% off your first box. No way. That link is in the show notes, but it's code ungenius50 at factormeals.com ungenius50 for 50% off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for their support of the show and Relay FM. These claims of the world ending, they have not stopped in more modern no. times. Maybe this doesn't surprise you. I don't know. I don't know your scene. You know, maybe you are, maybe you're not. That's not for me to decide. The 20th century saw dozens of predictions made, often citing a decline in moral values, world war, and technology as early indicators or even causes of an apocalypse. As you may imagine, or even remember if you're old enough, the years 1999 and 2000 drew a lot of attention, with predictions for the apocalypse made from religious leaders and other people from around the world. Some even stated that the Y2K bug would trigger global chaos and serve as the backdrop for the ascension of the Antichrist. Oh, he's back again. It takes a long time for them to mature. <laughs> As the one thing we can take away today is it takes at least 1,400 years mm-hmm. for the Antichrist to mature and find supreme power. We covered Y2K back in episode 41 of Ungenius. If you want to listen to that in more detail, there's a link in the show notes. Did the world end in the year 2000? You'll just have to find out by listening to that episode. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about 2012. This is the one I was looking forward to. I hope we'd get it. Yes. There is a lot out there about 2012 being predicted, I'm putting that in air quotes, predicted as the end of the world by the Mayan people. To simplify a lot of history, calendar weirdness, and math that I honestly didn't fully understand, some believe that the Mayans believed that this particular year, 2012, was to be the end of time. I think you saying that you didn't understand the math is actually the exact problem of all of this. <laughs> Nobody really understood it. Yeah. Other experts and scholars rebuffed these claims, stating that the Mayan calendar didn't end in 2012 because it was the apocalypse, but it's just how their math worked out. It was just where the calendar ended. Yes, they had these cycles of years, and at some point the cycle stopped, not because they thought, you know, the sun was going to absorb the earth or anything. It's almost like somebody getting to the end of their Apple history calendar and being like, well, there's nothing after December 31st. So I guess that's it then. They're done. They're acted <laughs> up. Well, my calendar's finished. So, <laughs> you know, no more, no more earth. The latter point of view obviously is what played out. But in the years leading up to 2012, a lot of people found themselves pretty worked up about this. A little personal story, Mike. I've told this before, but in 2012, I was working on opening a community center here in Memphis. I was the IT admin for this new project. Big, like 100,000 square foot building. And our construction completion date 
was tracking towards December 21st, 2012, the day that people think Mayan said the world was going to end. And then for a while, it was like December 22nd. And so I had on the wall of my office two calendars where I would write how many days were left and the world was going to end one day before our construction finished. And everybody laughed and laughed and then quietly cried. That's so annoying. That date, December 21st, 2012, first popped up in a 1983 book by Robert Scherer, and within a few years had built quite the media operation around his suggested apocalypse. As the internet became more common in the 90s, it spread further. People suggested that a unique planetary alignment would take place on that day, causing cataclysmic damage to the solar system. Others claimed that 2012 actually lined up with mass extinction events in Earth's history, which were falsely claimed to take place every 26 million years. Theories became so widespread that NASA and other governmental and space agencies around the world began to be flooded with questions. And in May of 2012, some 8% of people polled on the subject said they were fearful or anxious about what was going to come. Thankfully, December 21st, 2012 came and went without major incident. That's good news for us. It is. I would like to finish today's episode by asking if you would like to make a guess for when the world will end, and then you could maybe make it to Wikipedia. I mean, I'd like to be on Wikipedia, but not for this. Come on, just give it a go. When do you think the world's going to end? Give me a date, just pick one. Uh, m- or, or maybe phrase differently, when do you think the Antichrist will find full <laughs> maturity and supreme power? <laughs> do you have a date for that? Or do you want to pick one of those out of a I'm going to go with a date that you know, has some, you know, like the... 12, 21, 2012 thing. I'm going to say March 31st, 3013. I'm going to go with the 26th of July, 2024. No, that's that's the day before our live show. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) One day before. One day before. Relay.fm slash London if you want to come see us live next summer. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. It is a real honor to be at episode 200 of this show. We hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And we have so many more topics to talk about. And if you want to add to that list, go to relay.fm slash ungeniused. Click the submit feedback button. There's a little form there. You can send us your own favorite topic. Of course, that link is also in the show notes at relay.fm slash ungeniused slash 200. And Mike, until next time we see the planets tear themselves apart, say goodbye. Goodbye forever, everyone. (laughs) Farewell.